for Out of Bounds. Two beauties! With William Quackenbush. Slow your roll. The, the show goes till three, loser. And Ben Milstead. My gosh, we need an intervention for you. Be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson. Touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. Out of bounds. Yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. If any of you need anything at all, too bad. Deal with your problems yourselves like adults. It's time. All right, let's do this. Match point, touchdown, etc. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the roar on a Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds on the midpoint of the shortest month of the year. Fun fact. We're live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Uh, happy um, post-Valentine's Day. I don't know what you say. Is there a such thing as a Valentine? Well, for some people at the uh, at the concert I was at last night, there will be a post-Valentine's Day hangover. Um, for, I don't know, what do you call the day after Valentine's Is it the same as a post-Super Bowl hangover? I don't know. I typically just call it February 15th, but, you know, <laughs> I realize that's a little advanced for some. How, oh, was, the, uh, how was the old concert last night? Roy, you went to Journey and Toto. Yes. Um, so I learned a lot of facts about these two bands while we're sitting here. Because when you have bands who've been doing this for decades, you realize, like, only half of these people actually... You, the first thing you realize is like, oh yeah, only half of these people are the originals. Well, in in Journey's case, it's less than half. Yes. Then you realize, oh crap, half these people <laughs> made it this long. <laughs> <laughs> that that's kind of the that that's the way. That's how it went. I will say, I I think I I might have enjoyed Toto more than the Journey part. Okay, interesting. I, I think I might have, and I can't really. I can't really tell you why that was. Um, I <laughs> the funny the funniest thing that happened. The funniest thing. The texture from the eight six four said Toto was really good. Yeah, that was the that was the the uh, the impressive part. I will say that was the impressive part. Um, the the best thing that I can tell you about Journey, Steve Perry, obviously the uh, the lead that like the lead that people think of when they think of Journey. Mm-hmm. I think in order to be in Journey, you have to sing only like Steve Perry. Well, he's such a had has such an iconic voice that it would it wouldn't be Journey if you didn't kind of sound like him. Right. There were three. And that, and that guy now. I mean, he's been there for almost twenty. years. He's been with him almost twenty years. Yes, I think since oh seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were looking stuff up. Um. All right, so friend of the show asked me an uh, an intriguing question today. I'll throw it out there for you and the listeners. Okay. 
At what point does a band no longer become that band and they become a cover band? Ooh, that's a good question. So, Journey, I, I don't know the answer to that, but like in Journey's case, you've got, you've got one original member, and then you have uh, another that joined basically an original, uh, you know, like nineteen eighty, and then everybody else is, you know, like the the drummer was nineteen ninety eight lead singer 2007 uh, another keyboardist 2019 bass guitars 2021 at what point are they just like is there just just needs to be some kind of continuity between band members because a lot of bands are like this now you know, oh you, yeah you cycling new people in well even toto like He's going through introducing everybody. He's like, I stole this guy from my son's band. I got him from Huey Lewis. I got this guy from wherever. They all share each other. So that that makes it a little bit tricky. Um, can I say God, this this is a great this is a great point. Because you know like you know when you're watching Journey, like you know that it's not Steve Perry. And you're very aware that it's not Steve Perry. And so in that way, it kind of is a cover band. Like, wow, this sounds exactly like Journey, but you know it's not. But again, it's been that way for a long, 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 long time. Right. I think as long as there is one original member, and as long as you can play, I think you have to be able to play some deep tracks too, like not just the hits. Uh, I think it's not a cover band. Okay. Um, I, I always find it fascinating that people, you're going to journey and any other band of that or that old to hear their hit from back then they always feel like they've got a they've got to introduce you to this you know to, to a few new things like we're not here for that <laughs> nonsense <laughs> just play separate ways and let's move on here buddy i look, both of them i think played like very old so that they were like this is for people who've been <laughs> with us you know, like for the yeah. for the really old crowd. That's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says transfer portal bands. <laughs> oh, that's well done. Oh man. Um, Do you think okay. it's the so two other people? One person said it's called the ship paradox. Another one said it's the ship of thesis. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what this is. Is this like game theory? What is it's this? this old, I, ship I don't of thesis. I, I gotta look that up now. Let's look that, this like up. that that question is you know at what point does it become a a cover band? Okay, the ship of Theseus is a thought the experiment. Theseus. Theseus, that's what it is. Okay, is a thought experiment about this is Wikipedia, very reliable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a thought experiment about whether an object is the same object after having had all of its original components replaced. Mm -hmm. See, I don't think so. In fact, I could argue. I mean, if we're going to use that example. I could argue that it's not the same once one of his components is replaced. My opinion. It's not okay. the original thing. All right. Well, this will blow your mind. How does that apply to something like a radio station? A sports talk radio station where we don't have any original members of the band here. That's true. You know what? Some would say we never play the same song twice. True. That makes us the greatest band and never a cover band because you can't play the same song twice. Um... That's a that's a great that's a great point. I don't know. You I know wasn't what? prepared to be this deep at twelve eleven. <laughs> so 
Overall, how was it? It was very Did good. Did you enjoy yourself? Yes, it was in, very enjoyable. It it was from like 7.30 to about 10.45. Very good. Um, The craziest thing you saw? Anything stand out? Um, There were two elements at play that uh-huh. I thought were interesting. One was the, um, this is where you get people watching. Uh-huh. That why well, go to a concert if you're not going to people watch the very obvious Valentine's Day crowds mm-hmm. that were getting a little too buzzed for my comfort level. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The Valentine's Day that like we're trying, we're just going to enjoy ourselves. We're trying really hard right now. So that was number one, and number two, there was a group of about, and we sat towards the top, so we saw a lot of things. There were. <laughs> There was a group in the uh, heck. They might be listeners. Um, there was a group in the aisles on the floor that were some of the worst, most energetic dancers I've seen. I. A lot of times there are people there just to be seen. They're not. They just want to look at me at how ridiculous I can gyrate. <laughs> Yeah, that was it. Still entertaining. Um, so I like my wife punched me a couple times and is like, "Ooh, this guy down here, look what he was just doing." And she would like do it, and I'd be like, "Ooh, that's bad." And then look down, and he's still doing the thing. Bad. I think she watched as much of him or them as the uh, the actual thing, which is odd because like we had the thought that jur- like journey every journey song is big. Because when you're singing Journey songs, you can't have like a like a very stripped down song. Like when you're singing in that register, it's impossible. But there are some slower ones that are not like dance jump around songs, and that got kind of weird. That got kind of awkward with the dancing crew because they kind of were standing around like we don't we don't feel like we have a purpose here anymore. Um, so those were the those were the uh, the the two things uh, that stood out last night. The other thing is. I'm telling you, I don't know. I, I climbed up two flights of stairs mm-hmm. and was like, I mean, I wouldn't say like winded, like I'm not going to the hospital, but you climb up two flights of stairs and you're like, whew, okay, all right, we're good, we're, we got there. And you're thinking, okay, there's some people not make, not going to make it here. Correct. <laughs> and then you, somebody singing Journey songs for two hours going back and forth on a stage, jumping around. Like, I think these people are ha- have, like, as many drugs as rock musicians do, they have got to be in the best physical condition to play drums for an hour and a half like they do, to play guitar for an hour and a half like they do. It is downright shocking how much cardio has to be involved in doing a concert. It hit me last night. Like, I could not... I'm singing one of these songs. I'm not even getting through the end. And I'm not only is my voice gone, I'm like breathing heavy and I can't do it. And they're out there just going boom, 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 just clicking through with very few breaks. Very entertaining from that standpoint. All right. So you enjoyed that. Um, I did. How was your... Oh, let me answer this question for you. Okay. Because I, I know that we will, we will certainly disagree on this one. Okay. You back into a parking space in a parking deck because when you, after the concert, it will be bumper to bumper getting out of the parking deck and people will not stop to let you 
back out of your spot. But if you are, if you have backed in, then you can kind of force yourself out. That's why you back into a parking spot. All right. The, the utility of it, I understand. Mm -hmm. The utility of it, I understand. Here's what I would say to you. If you are, and I'm very, I'm over the top about this. I'm very aware of how many people are also where I am. Mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that. In, in case you missed, Quack, his only <laughs> social media interaction about the concert last night was his issues getting parked to go into said concert. Really? It was just the fact that I don't understand when we're in a parking situation and all you all you have to do, you can do more. All you have to do is turn your wheel 90 degrees and pull into the spot. Why haven't I moved in a minute and a half? Just So it's not that people were backing in. It's just how long it took them to do it. But you knew they were backing in because mm-hmm. it does not take that long to go whoop right mm-hmm. in there, left or right. You knew they are backing in. Now, was, it, was this a tight parking garage? It was... It was a little bit tight. I will say it was a little bit tighter. And quite frankly, when I pulled into my spot, I had to kind of, eh, I had to like back up a little bit and square up and do some of those. So I, I get it. That it takes a little time. I t- you know, I, I, I got a, I've got, I've got a fairly large size vehicle. Yes. Um, you would not like me at the GSP International Airport. The parking tightest parking deck in humanity. Par- <laughs> if you drive one of those. If you drive a Prius, you're having issues getting into a parking deck spot there. <laughs> Never mind a, you know, a, a, a large truck. And I have to back in. Like, I, I have to. That's the only way I can get the right angle. And I'm coming really close to hitting nine vehicles as I do it. But I haven't hit any cars yet. You know what? And it's going to take a minute. Trucks, I, I almost give the trucks an out. Because it is a... Particularly outside parking, you want to hang that, you want to hang that truck bed over the sidewalk. Cool beans, I got you. My thing is simply this: I, if I'm trying to park somewhere, and there are people waiting on me, I am going to do the thing that takes the least amount of time. Which in that case was just like, just pull right in there. I'm just like super. I'm super aware of that. Everybody's got a place to be. I don't want anybody being mad about it. And I would also point out, it has never been easier. It has never been, I'm not saying it's easy, but it has never been easier to back out of a parking spot. And yet, I feel like every single parking lot I'm in, if I go to Ingalls, Mm -hmm. people have backed into their parking spots. I feel like everybody backs into parking spots now. When it has never been easier to back out of a parking spot. I I don't, I don't in a, like at Ingalls, where there's not going to be traffic. But again, I am planning ahead. I am thinking about, because I got, I mean, I got stuck in a parking deck one time. And I felt like I was there. It takes you an hour to get out of your space. Oh, nobody lets anybody in in a yeah. parking deck. No, that's that's so true. I'm, that, that's why I do it. I I do think part of it is personality that I I don't plan ahead like that. I literally the only thing I care about the the, the literal only thing is I want to get out of this car and get into that venue, and then everything else will I'll, will just happen. I sacrifice that for I want to get home <laughs> at a decent hour. Were you watching Clemson basketball? Were, were you either were you watching it or score tracking it? How were you consuming Clemson basketball last night? These are the things we are here for. I was watching it where allowable, and by where allowable, I mean 
uh, Bon Secours, great people at Bon Secours Wellness Arena, they do change their passwords. So if you have had a previous password, which I have, they do not work at Bon Secours Wellness Arena. I don't know if people knew that or not. Um, so I had to go off the, uh, the 5G LTE situation like all the other plebes. And so everybody's trying to share that sh- stuff. And I will, I will admit to you that at the under four media timeout, I had to quit watching because it did not buffer. My feed did not, but ESPN app, YouTube TV did not buffer. And so I missed the run at the end of the game. I missed it. I, I thought there was a fair chance Miami had come back and won until we finally got the final score and it was 77 to 60. And I have lots of thoughts because I did go back and watch the game in its entirety this morning with the sound on and I have lots and lots of thoughts on it. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us. 654-7627. You want to join the party today? When we come back, lots of college basketball. Sean Elliott just made Georgia State cancel their uh, spring practice. So we're going to talk about that today. A lot of uh, irons in the fire. Stay with us. Hour 1 continues next. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Gabby. Hey, Gabby. It's Jennifer Coolidge. Hi. I'm, I'm so glad I reached you at 2 a.m. Oh, of course. Anyone with a Discover card can call and talk to a real person 24-7. Now, how can I help? Yeah, I used my Discover card to buy these yellow pleather pajamas, and I'm just not sure I'm pulling them off. 24-7 U.S.-based customer service. It pays to Discover. Limitations apply. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Keeping your commercial roof in its best condition keeps your business running. Adams & Co. understands how important your business is to our community, your family, and your employees. Whether you have shingle, silicone, TPO, metal, or a bitumen roof, we not only repair current damage and leaks, but can also offer a free roof inspection to help catch small issues before they become a big problem. 864-260-0080. Call Adams & Co. for all your commercial roofing needs. Adams & Co. Making a difference one roof at a time. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express Wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a Fast Pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Hey guys, it's time to reclaim that alpha feeling. If you've been feeling sluggish, carrying extra weight, or missing a step in the bedroom, it's time for a change. Book an appointment today at Low Country Mail. Our concierge testosterone replacement therapy plans start at just $220 a month, covering testosterone, labs, medication, and doctor visits. We also offer growth hormone replacement and top-notch anti-aging plans. Let's make men men again. Book today at lowcountrymail.com. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, Clemson's choice for great dining, is pleasing you with their innovative food. Featuring two for $25 menu choices like Cajun or Creamy Alfredo, fried calamari, garlic basil pesto, meatball sub, or spaghetti, all served with Texas toast. Two entrees for just $25. And remember, Wine Wednesdays. Choose select wines for just $5 per glass. Open daily for lunch and dinner and brunch on Sundays. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill, 1310 Clemson Boulevard at the Best Western. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glen Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. 
You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus. And once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. What's Quok ranting about? I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Find out weekdays from noon to 3, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. out of bounds William Quaggenbush Ben Milstead before I got here yesterday I did make a Valentine's Day related stop at Ingalls uh you actually sold me on it the uh, floral department uh and, on one to ten uh ten very good ten she loved the flowers and like uh my wife is not a roses person so you have to give me, like, you can't just say, oh, I'll just grab some roses. You got to be a little more, you got to spend a little more time. So I was a little nervous about it. I've never bought flowers at, uh, at I have bought flowers at Ingalls before, but not for, like, this occasion, right? So you, you, you don't really know what you're uh, walking into. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, she loved the flowers. I love the experience. The selection was fantastic. Um, I bought a couple other things while I was in there because I saved. I had way more time. I budgeted way more time than it took me to find the absolute perfect uh, bouquet to take to her yesterday. A lot of folks I know did that as well at your local neighborhood Ingles, where you'll find low prices and you will love the savings. Um, Clemson and Miami, we're going to get to. I tell you what, let's go to the phones here. Six five four Roar is the number if you like to join us on the phone. By the way, before we do that, let me let me just say. I might be wrong about this. I might be wrong about backing into parking spots. Because every everybody, every single... I went through and counted them. Every single text we got on this topic said it's okay to back into parking spots. And gave no... Like, I laid out the scenario I was in last night. No one was like, Quok, you're right in your circumstance. No one said that. So I'm going to say I've I ne- might be wrong about this. I've never even thought about that in terms of right or wrong. So maybe I've been doing it wrong all this time. Because <laughs> I, I, I really, I do it depend. There are some places it's just easier for me. I mean, it, it is easier for me to back in than to pull in. But in in the situation you're in, I'm backing in 100% of the time because I want to be able to get out of there. It makes sense. Honestly, yeah, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna let it I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna let it ride because I do I do think uh I do think a lot of people are with Ben on this. 
Uh, let's go to Delvin, who's up with us next. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us on the phones. Delvin in Tennessee. Steve in this segment. What's up, Delvin? I'm doing great. I'm doing better than the Georgia State football players right now. We had a coach lead two days after spring practice. And uh, spring practice canceled. No more spring practice because yeah. the coach left. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and think about it is, if you read reports, he had this discussion about leaving Georgia State um, uh, a couple weeks ago when uh, you know Pete Limbo left. If you was discussing then, why you didn't resign then and say, hey, you guys, I don't want to be Georgia State. I want to go back. Why did you wait until the draw over again if you want to leave early? This you put the team in a bad situation. Yeah, oh, we're going to get to all that. Oh I yeah, you. yeah, we'll we'll get to that <laughs> you're because right. I I I don't disagree, and I I kind of think what Sean Elliott did is um, well, I would say at its best it's a party foul, and at its worst it's unethical. Yeah, uh, unbelievable man. But a uh, uh, great game last night, guys. I I won the game. It was sixty-seven to sixty. I turned for a few minutes, and I'm like, man, you know, Clemson got like a double deal in the game, about seven, it was about three minutes something left, then I saw 77 to 60. I'm like, what the happened? Clemson scored went on like a 10 nothing run at the end of the game. Yeah, it was uh, it was an odd ending, I will say, based on the way the game was contested. Delvin, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks yeah, very thank much. Yeah, it was. Let's talk about that for a second before we go to Steve. I, I thought, and this is now a trend with Clemson. Remember when the trend, like, I don't know, Three weeks ago was that Clemson had a hard time closing out games. We did a we did a show. We probably did an hour on why why does Clemson not close out games well? Right. You had the, you had the Georgia Tech game and you the know, Louisville game. Louisville got uncomfortable. Virginia, Virginia. Last three games: North Carolina, Syracuse, and Miami. Last night, Clemson dominated the final possessions of the game. Both ends they dominated. Have. And and I like to look at. Four minutes and under, you know, because you have the, the the final timeouts, the under four timeout. I, I so when you come out of that timeout, to me, players come out of that timeout with end of the game in mind. Okay, this is round twelve of a twelve round fight, and how am I going to perform here? So that that last four minutes to me is is important. I went back and looked last night, added up the scores from exactly the four-minute mark and under. In the last three games, Clemson's outscored their opponents 37-15 to 15 in that stretch. That's dominant. I mean, that is dominant. And all three of those games has gotten to – I think all three have tie, have been in a tie ball game around that four-minute mark. Yeah, I – You know, roughly. Because you, you had the tying three from Ingram against North Carolina – you had what was it seventy all at Syracuse? Yeah, and Syracuse might have been a little, again, roughly around yeah. the four minute mark. And then of course Miami, they were up six. They were up fifty four forty eight, I believe, at one point or something like that. And Clemson outscored them twenty nine to six uh, at the end of the game. I enjoy these end of games much more than some of those others. So the the let it breathe. The let it yeah. breathe into the game where oh by the way one of the other things that Brad Brownell pointed this out several times and I had you know um, texter who was it uh, mail carrier key said how was the crowd at Clemson last night it looks like on TV they're not noisy at all and sit on their hands I I couldn't tell that um, when I rewatched I thought there were moments where they got pretty loud and there were moments where maybe it wasn't 
quite as loud. I can assure you it's louder on the court than you think if you're sitting up higher. Oh, yeah. I've said that for women's games. Like, one of the things that I forget is how much louder it is on the court than where we sit now for for, uh, for radio, even, even with the crowd at a women's game. Um, but I did, like, Brad Brownell was pumping up the crowd last night. And uh, he was asked about after the game. He said, you know, sometimes you got to remind people, like, it's third down. We, like, we need, let's go. Mm-hmm. And he said, Miami called timeouts twice because of the crowd. And at the end of the game, they had no timeouts left. I would say in terms of the number of people there last night, it, it was, there were more people there than than I had expected. Uh, on Valentine's night, you've got a lot of reasons not to be there. I'm not going not gonna to shame anybody for going out to... <laughs> You know, taking your spouse out, quack, right? Not, not yeah, and not going to a basketball game. So you don't know how many's going to be there. They're also, when I get to the arena, I usually get there about an hour and a half before tip off. There was not a line, a, a student section line, and I, so I was a little nervous. But they must have just trickled in throughout the evening because it was that was full. And the overall crowd was good. Um, I noticed early in the game Joseph Gerard asking the crowd to be loud more often than I have ever seen him do that. Ever. And he did it multiple times, and then Brad Brownell did it himself. At one point, honestly, Brad looked a little frustrated if I'm reading his body language correctly. I, you know. I don't know. I don't know if you should have been or not, but to me, it illustrates more the importance of a home crowd. And I, I think that was Coach's point: is we really need you right now. And I felt like the crowd for the you know for a lot of for the most part responded when asked. Um, you know, do you want to be in it? If you had your druthers, you'd want the crowd just on their feet, screaming the entire game. I don't know how realistic that is, but, you know. Yeah. You know, if you could, in a perfect world, that's what you're asking for. To his point, though, at the end of the game, it was very loud, and I do think the crowd impacted, um, you know, impacted Miami. And there were a couple of whistles in the game at the end where we, I normally can hear the whistle because I have got floor mics that, there was one time, you know, Don said, uh, oh, he traveled and they didn't call it. They did call it. We just couldn't hear it. Mm. So, it, I mean, it, it got pretty noisy. The Omir and one, too. You couldn't hear that one. Yes. You couldn't hear that one on TV. Um, so, yeah, if, if that's true, then th- th- at those moments, it's loud. There are two things going on there, too, that I think are interesting under the surface. You talked about Gerard Crunt trying to get the crowd behind him. I've Clem, it, it is no secret to anybody that Clemson has struggled to shoot the ball and struggled to win games at home in league play. They've been better on the road. You know they've been talking about that. They don't really shy away from that element. They don't they don't really shy away from talking about stuff in their program. So I'm sure they've said, "Hey, we need to we need to engage our fans a little bit better. We need to shoot a little better. We need to play a little better so that they'll join us." And so when Joe Girard, the first time I noticed it, they're down 8-2. They go bam, 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 three threes in a row. Gerard hits the three. And he's like, hey, right. we made three shots. Let's go. And so I think that has something to do with it. 
I, I do think it's interesting and wise that Coach Brownell uses a football analogy there too. Um, you, you know, because I, I understand watching a game and at points where maybe you're a little frustrated with your team because you've you've let the opponent back into it. But if you think about it in terms of getting loud on third down, how many times do we do that in football where the defense gives up third down over and over and over, but you're still loud on third down? Yes. You know, it's to me it's a similar thing. Um, and when you're talking to a school to a fan base that is predominantly football first, you know, use that third down analogy. That that kind of resonates with me. That's right. And I did think I mean, it wasn't that the crowd wasn't a factor. The other thing that I would say, there are two things about Miami that are particular. One is, I don't mind sharing this. Brad Brownell loves beating Jim Laranega. Yes, he does. He loves beating Jim Laranega. He has loved beating Jim Laranega since he was at UNC Wilmington, and Jim Laranega was at Georgetown before the NEA and Coach 2. There, there was a situation, I don't know what led to this, several years ago now where they had the the chilliest handshake in the history of handshakes after a game one time was it the Dawes was it uh 1920 when Dawes and Hunter were freshmen it went to overtime I, yeah I, I feel like there was something to happen in that game you're asking maybe. the wrong person about that it, for me <laughs> in my mind it could have been 15 years ago or it could have been yesterday I don't know um we were talking about teams tying it up Tim gets in with this uh, North Carolina tied it up 70-70. Q's uh, 60-60 and Miami 57-57. So, you know, you did have that moment in each of these last three games, but then you put your foot on the pedal and pulled away at the end of all three. Yes. Yeah. Tim sent me some other information this morning, too. I'll We'll share later on. Um, but, you know... I don't understand what the – can't put my finger on why things have changed here all of a sudden other than I, – I do just think there is something to the confidence and momentum. Instead of getting to that last four minutes now and going, oh, no, here we go again. Here we go again. That fans are going – or that players rather are going, all right, last four minutes, here we go. Mm -hmm. And they're approaching it more from a positive frame of mind. And, you know, it. last night it showed because I, I thought, thought Miami Miami's in, Miami causes quite a few problems. We'll talk about that later. But, um, yeah, that's, that's a game Miami could have won last night. The other Certainly reason, could have won. Yes. The other reason I think that, that there was a lot of extra emotion there is that you already lost to Miami. In a game, you probably felt like you were better or at least equal to them. They were healthier in this game. You've got to hold serve it. Like, you can't get swept by Miami in this season. That would be a major missed opportunity. You've got to split with Miami. So there was a little bit of extra urgency in this game, I think. Uh, let's go to Tennessee, Steve, before we take our next break. 654 Roars and over. What's up, Steve? Uh, nothing to it. I hate to pile on, but it's definitely backing in every chance. Cause, uh, <laughs> Tell him, Steve. That's just the way it is. I mean, well, I was a truck driver for over 25 years, too, so it's probably a little bit easier for me than, than most. Um, but the thing is, Walmart, when you're, it's all one way, 
can't tell you how many times people want to walk right darn behind you and cars flying through there. And uh, so you have no choice but to back out then, and it causes more problems than helps. And as a matter of fact, at the apartments I used to live in, they could tell whether my wife or I parked the car last. <laughs> <laughs> we're seeing a lot of that because like men back in and women don't we're seeing a lot of that well i'm not saying you drive like a woman don't get me wrong <laughs> I'm, saying that. I'm just saying it's, it's more prevalent that way but uh i want to talk just a minute about uh shanahan coaching job that he did in the super bowl he he, he has blown it more than once he didn't commit to the run he he didn't learn from what Harbaugh's mistake was two weeks before, and is just um, you know hated for the 49ers fan, but uh, do like uh, the Chiefs better, no doubt about that. Even though the Titans are my team, but back in the day, before the Oilers moved to town, it was Kansas City, but the Browns and the Oilers, and. Um, you know, he knows more about football than I do, but it was a critical mistake by not sticking to the run. Steve, I think you're right about that. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. You know, one thing that we didn't mention yeah. on Monday that Steve's sort of bringing up there, Christian McCaffrey touched the ball almost as many times in one possession of overtime as he did the entire second half in the Super Bowl. Mm. He touched it seven times in one possession in overtime and only eight touches in the second half. Now, some of that is because you had three and outs, and the overtime, you had a sustained drive. But I, I do think, whether it's running or throwing to him, I think that was a mistake. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a break. We'll get back to the phones. We'll continue to roll through the Adams Curving text line. We'll talk more about Clemson and Miami after this. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family-owned and operated, 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Spring is knocking on our door, so get into a Landscaper Supply location for your home needs on the lawn, on the patio, and around your home. It's where pros and homeowners shop for the best brands, the best solutions, and the best service. Buy a gas grill and get free gas for a year. Have premium quality mulch, soil, stone, or sand delivered right to your home with their Mulch Made Easy Scoop It There It Is program. Seven locations in the upstate, a better experience for homeowners and pros alike. Landscaper Supply. 
First, it was Seneca. Then came Clemson. Now, Joe's New York Pizza is in Central at 302 East Main Street, featuring 10-inch personal-sized pizzas and daily lunch specials. A build-your-own salad bar and half-price Wednesdays on any take-and-bake pizza. Great wine selection. And get this, $3 pints all day, every day on their own Joe's House Lager. Served in frozen pint glasses. Dine-in or take-out Tuesday through Sunday, 11 and 9. New York style served with a southern smile. Joe's New York Pizza, 302 East Main in Central. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 88 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstraproofing.com. Hi, I'm Allison. I teach Bible study at the Dream Center, and it has been a very fulfilling thing for me to be able to see life change and walk alongside the very people that we are helping. By volunteering at the Dream Center, it gives you a chance to get a front row seat into exactly what we're doing in the Dream Center and how the Dream Center touches lives, not only here, but in the surrounding areas. Classes are offered Monday through Thursday here on campus. And one of the neat things is how you can get involved. If you're a retired teacher, you're, you have time, you have an education background, or even if you just love people and have a passion for something, anything, we would love for you to come and be a part of our team and be a part of what we do here in, at the Dream Center. The Dream Center has over 600 volunteers that help in all aspects of their ministry. Learn more and sign up for a volunteer orientation at dreamcenterpc.org. Okay, everyone gather around. I have some exciting... Running her shoe factory, Kendra talks the talk and walks the walk. We're switching to green energy. She needs a biotech consultant to erase her carbon footprint. All operations will net zero emissions. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. How can we get your undivided attention? If you just look over here for two seconds, I'll do anything. I'll watch a foreign film. I'll talk to a man with a ponytail. Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know what you want to talk about. We are the ROAR. What are you laughing at? I look out at the lobby, and Amy is just air guitar like a champ. Oh, she walked away. She came to get candy and walked away. She's, she's not, just air guitar like a champ. She's not air keyboarding? It's <laughs> no. the new thing. Doesn't she know? <laughs> I just didn't know. I just was not I was not expecting that at all. She was she was murdering it too. She killed it. Crushed it. Bruce Pearl would say, smashed. More on Bruce Pearl smashing in a second. Um six five four roar is the number. Six five four seven six two seven. Oh man. Can we get I just need one. We we were uh, we were put on the clock for this. 
I got to get some Auburn, South Carolina thoughts from the winning coach last night. Smash down there! I mean, whoo. I Did you know 90% of the money bet was on South Carolina covering? They didn't listen to the show yesterday when we told covering? you South Carolina was not going to. Yes. They failed to cover by 30 points, Ben. 29. Listen, we're, we're going to get to that game. South Carolina fans, nothing's really changed. Don't no. Don't fret. If you've watched basketball any length of time at all, you know you saw that game coming a mile away. You saw you were due a game like that. I'm so, you know maybe not forty points, but you were due. And that's that happens sometimes. I mean you you were walking into an ambush last night. That's exactly what happened. Auburn's also undefeated at home. They blew out Alabama, who's a better team in South Carolina. I mean, like, they. I want to confirm this. I want to say on the broadcast last night, they said Auburn's won every game this year by double digits. At home? Or every game that they've won, they won by double digits. I want to say see. they said every game that they've won has been uh, by double digits. Let me digits. see. Ooh. Which, you are right. Which... Is that is that really the case? The closest game Auburn's played this year, they beat Texas A&M by 11 at home. That's the closest game they've won. Now, well, why then, from a gambling perspective, why then would anybody take South Carolina in that game? To keep it close? Unless you thought South Carolina was going to win the game. Yeah. Which 90% of people didn't think that. Yeah. Again, that's, that happens sometimes, South Carolina. It, it doesn't really change anything. For you, uh, you you got to flush that one and move on to the next one. But I, I saw that one coming a mile away. <laughs> Auburn shot sixty two percent from two and sixty percent from three in the game. Remarkable. Uh, let's go to Ed, who's up with us next. Six five four roars the number. What's up, Ed? Well, first of all, I'm proud of you for going and watching some classic rock. Although. They're borderline classic rocks. We'll call it classic rock. <laughs> um, and you weren't born. The greatest show I ever saw was In Death Valley. They installed the lights specifically for it. It was the Rolling Stones in November of 89. And I've lived a long time since then. Been to a lot of shows both before and after. That can't be taught. So, How about that? It's too late to see the Rolling Stones now because Charlie Watson did. They can put another drummer in there. It can never be insane. By the way, there's another show coming up. I forget who is the headliner, but Cheap Trick's going to be playing. I would strongly encourage you looking into that. Where is that going to be? It's in Greenville. Okay. I don't remember exactly where. It's uh, Heart, coming Heart is coming with Cheap Trick. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw that promo last night. Yeah, I've seen Hart. They're very good. The cheap trick is the bomb, man. They really are. Uh, and if, if I'm a Carolina fan, I'm not concerned about that because Auburn's averaging beating people at home by over twenty. I mean, if you're gonna lose by twenty, hell, go ahead and lose by forty or sixty. <laughs> You know, let, let me say this, because you're you're not wrong spiritually, 
like in the in the way in the way that we tend to feel about this, just get it all out of your system right now. Don't lose a bunch of games by four. Lose one by forty, right? The problem with that is South Carolina's efficiency numbers just took a major hit. In the same way that the Big Twelve just rigged the system, this is quote unquote rigs the system down. Where South Carolina, who already was struggling with some of the predictive numbers, is now at fifty in Ken Palm, and it's it's going to kill them in the net because. They lost by 40 instead of 20, to your point. They fell six spots in the net last night. And losing on the road to to the seventh-rated net team in Auburn, you would think that you're, it's going to be a wash, except that you lost by 40. And to your point, this is what Tim Bray and I were talking about this morning. Uh, yeah, that, that point spread – that margin of victory does matter because it affects that efficiency rating. Mm-hmm. Well, I think both teams are going to the dance. And I wanted to bring this up. I missed most of the first half last night of the game with Clemson, but um, watched the end of it starting. We were down 57 to 53. And I counted. We proceeded to outscore those guys 24 to 3 in the closing of the game. Now that's, that's taking a game over. I think this team, you look, on the road, they are way better. I don't know if it's a nervous thing or what happens to these guys, but the ACC tournament is not going to be played in Clemson, and I can see this team winning that thing. We've already beaten North Carolina on the road, lost them at home, granted. But we can play with them. Same with Duke, same with Virginia. This is the best chance this team's had to win a tournament. I don't know, maybe since 1990. Something like that. That would be my thought. I know Brian L's gotten to the title game a time or two. They're not Brian L, the uh, Tigers. Yeah, Purnell, Purnell, the last time was, I think it was 09, they they beat Duke in the semis for the second time that year. (laughs) And then uh, they lost lost to North Carolina. Carolina. That's right. Yeah, and we'd led North Carolina at all three places and had a chance to win all three and didn't do it. Yeah, that was the blown that was the blown lead double overtime. Uh, Tyler Hansbrough had a bloody appendages game. Appreciate the phone call, Ed. Thanks very much. In the net, see, I I think fifteen points is also a benchmark on the efficiency numbers mm-hmm. because Miami was had a quad one game last night at Clemson. And, I mean, easily a quad one game. And they fell three spots in the net themselves. Where a lot of other schools, it becomes a wash and you're not moving. And I I wonder what it would have been had they lost by six. And you remember, Chase Hunter hit a meaningless three-pointer there in Clemson's final possession that took it from 14 to 17. That shot doesn't go in. I just wonder what your net rating, how that looks today. You know, that's a really good point. I It also matters what else you've done to that point. I've made this, I was actually talking to some, I, made, I think I brought this up last week on the air. I was talking to some women's basketball staffers about this. I remember having this conversation in Miami last week. That one of the things that actually is a weird benefit to Clemson 
right now as it tries to improve its standing for potential NIT? I think at this point, everybody kind of knows the other. They're 11 and 13. They've got winnable games coming up, but NCAA tournament, unless they just make a huge run, which they've got talent, so I'm not going to take it off the table. But we're talking about NIT and we're talking about standing, okay? One of the things that actually weirdly helps them is that they lost by 70 at South Carolina and 30 by Auburn in November. Because what they do now is that every game, if you lose by eight, your efficiency numbers can improve. If you win, your efficiency numbers dramatically improve because the baseline for your efficiency numbers was set lower, artificially lower, I might add, by those two blowout losses in your otherwise fairly normal non-conference schedule. So you lose by... You know, you lose an overtime to Miami. We'll, we'll just say that. Three, whatever it was, in, uh, at Miami. You move up in the net because it's a quality opponent and because your margins, you're still improving because those big outlier results have been dragging you down and you've been able to drag them up slowly but surely for the last two months. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Um, let me just say this too. Uh, in re- based on some of the texts that we get, we talk a lot about net rankings on this show. Don't mistake that for us endorsing that this is a good system. Correct. Um, you know, Texas, that that's stupid that you would even think you would drop after a win. I agree. Like, we're not saying that the system is correct or that these things should matter, but they do whether we... Uh, agree with it or not so we're going to talk about it but it doesn't mean that either of us think that this is a good system or or a a system that doesn't have flaws it's got there's some value to it but there's also some some flaws in it and when you start figuring out how to beat the system like the big 12 has you start exposing some of those flaws Yes, I think, well, when you look at what's happened to a team like South Carolina, South Carolina is 21-4 and four mm-hmm. with a 500 record in quad one and a 5-0 and o record in quad two with one quad three loss. They are now outside the top 50 in the net with four losses in a quality league, including a road win at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They are toward the top of the standings there. You can look at just that team and go, this is not measuring how good... Nothing we have is measuring how good this is, how good this team is. I would also point out, like in South Carolina's case, South Carolina, where based on their ranking and their NCAA tournament projection, they are an outlier to the, the net model. Because like if you looked at the net... They shouldn't be ranked 10th or 11th in the nation in the AP. They shouldn't be projected to be, what, a four seed or whatever, five seed, whatever. Right. They shouldn't be, but yet there are humans that are looking at it and saying, okay, their net ranking, their, this system is not working for them. It's what should have happened to Clemson last year. Correct. But did not. So it, it's, not a, it's not where they're only relying on this. 
Agree with that? Yes, and I, I do think South Carolina is a perfect example of a team that would have benefited from the RPI. I don't know what their actual... You mm-hmm. can find that on Warren Nolan. I might find it during the break. The old RPI. Warren Nolan has it, yeah. Okay. They, in fact, let me let me see if I can... And, yeah. and, you know, and... Oh, here like, we go. Like Lenardi, for instance. Lenardi doesn't have a vote. Lenardi doesn't tell you... Like, he, he doesn't determine who's in the tournament. So it's not his job to determine who's in the tournament. He's telling his job is to tell you who he thinks is in the tournament based on based on history and like what the committee's done with those numbers in the past right. and that sort of stuff. So you know, it's he recognizes that there are teams that that the committee moves away from strictly numbers on at times. South Carolina right now would argue would be one of those and they should be, but you know, like if you don't like where Lenardi's projecting you, don't attack him. His job is just to predict. South Carolina's RPI, by the way, is twenty-eight, which is more in line with probably where they should be. Clemson's RPI, by the way, is fifteen. And again, that's that's not about how you're playing. That's about what you've done in terms of wins and losses and your resume and the quality of your body of work. I think that actually is a better measure of both teams. Hour two, Morgan Coleman's next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at saltyfriesfries.com. It's time to stop the debt collectors. It's time to get a fresh start. It's time to stop the foreclosures. Tax time is coming up. Time to do something for yourself. Time to get your fresh start. Come see Robert King for help. Call Robert King at 864-222-0200 or visit his website at www.thompsonking.com. Thompson & King is a debt relief agency. 864-222-0200. 